Grand Rising, Grand Rising, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Mind Your Business Call, where you can come and get your daily dose of mindset, of marketing, and of course, money. My name is Tracy Walker. I am your host, and we do this call every single Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we would love for you to join us live if you are ever in a position to do so. All you need to do is dial in at 701-801-6327. Again, that's 701-801-6327 any Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you'll be able to be here with a lot of us live. Ladies and gentlemen, you can subscribe to the Mind Your Business podcast at any of your major live streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Amazon Music, Pandora, all those amazing places. And you can also join my very special VIP podcast list. This is just for me to reward and show love to my amazing podcast subscribers uh, directly. And all you need to do to become part of that VIP list is to text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Again, just text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Let's talk about pressure. I want to talk about pressure. Do you ever feel pressure in your life? Maybe you feel pressure right now, even as we're speaking, right? You're like, oh, Lord, yes, that's me. Maybe your hands are in the air shaking, shaking back and forth, like, oh, yes, girl, that is me. (laughs) Pressure. Right now, they they say uh, that pressure builds diamonds, right? That's what they say. And and that may be true. Uh, Well, we know it is true. But I tell you, when you are going through the pressure, You got to keep your eye on the prize because even though you may know consciously that you are being pressed into a diamond, it sure don't feel good, does it? It sure don't feel good. And it can give you so many negative thoughts that um, can cause you to want to have the pressure relieved and go back to being just a rock, just being a regular old rock. A rock you kick. The rock kids kick when they're out at the playground. A rock that you skip out onto the lake or to the pond. Just a rock some kids pick up and take home and put in their drawer. Some just a rock. Mm. How's that for trying that on for size? You want to just be a old, old regular old everyday rock? Well, probably not, especially if you're not, if you're listening to Mind Your Business. But the pressure is a reality, and you will face this pressure at many different parts and many different eras and times of your life. Let me give you an example of how my son, who's eight years old, experienced pressure yesterday at his baseball game. I want to share this with you because the goal is, to make sure, you know, let me go back for a second. Many of us may have grown up in at home environments where we may not have had uh, 
parents or people who are responsible for us to be as personally developed as maybe let's say you are or where you may feel that you are becoming right now, right? So when you may have dealt with things as a child, you may not have been given the proper direction or the proper mindset or the proper reinforcement of thought processes and understanding um, and a listening ear and a way to express maybe you did not have that. So that would be the unfortunate part is that you're going to have to unlearn and then relearn. The fortunate part is that the relearning process can be at any point in your life, including right now at this moment. So whether you were taught it or not, the idea is to learn now, okay, and be able to move forward as you go because you will still encounter pressure. So my son is playing baseball. He's on the team. They have a game yesterday. Their team is up 4-0. to Their team is up. My son's team is up 4-0. to We have a pitcher. My son wasn't pitching um, just yet. He was due to pitch another the, the next couple of innings. But this, this few, these couple of innings right here, I think it was innings like three and four, we had another little boy. He gets up to, to pitch. And unfortunately, he gave up uh, – uh, actually, no, we were, we were up three to zero. We were up three to zero. And this little boy uh, on our team who was pitching, he gave up four runs. He gave up four runs. So what happens is that our team was now down by one. The other team came back from zero to four. They had four runs in one inning, and that's the max, right? In Little League, um, at, at this level, you can only do four runs in one inning. That way you can't really blow people out like that per inning, right? So now the score is three to four. Josiah's team has three. We have another uh, chance at that, and the other team's pitcher gave up four, uh, gave up three walks before Josiah got to bat. So we had a man on first. We, we were basically fully loaded. We had a man on first. We had a man on second. We had a man on third. But the pitcher walked all three of those players. He hit two of the players on accident, and one player actually had four balls. So we have three men on base. You cannot steal home plate. You can steal first base. I mean, you can steal second base. You can steal third base, but you cannot steal home. So when bases are fully loaded, nobody can steal anything. Nobody can advance because you can't steal home. So the, third, the person on third base has to stay on third base unless a ball is in play. Okay? So we've got one, two, and three. We have zero outs. Okay? We have zero outs. So our team has a batter. This little boy, the irony is he's never, ever played baseball before in his life. (laughs) So this young fella gets up to bat, and I'm like, we're trying to coach him from the stands. The coach is trying to coach him from the the, the side, right, from over by the third base. Oh, my goodness. So we're just trying to tell him, hey, don't swing if it's above your head, okay? Don't swing if it's too low. The pitcher throws the ball. This little boy swings. The ball was way up in the rainbow cloud. This little boy swung. Oh, no, strike, right? Okay, no worries, no worries. 
don't swing, don't swing, baby, don't swing. Next ball comes, little boy doesn't swing, boom, we got a ball. Next ball comes, perfect ball, little boy does not swing. Strike two. Two balls, I mean one ball, two strikes. And the pitcher throws the ball, our little boy swings, and now we got three strikes, so we got one out. Next kid up to bat. We still have three men on base, okay? All we need is one run, and we would at least tie the game. We got to get this ball in play. Second kid comes up to bat. I can't remember all the exact count and and what happened, but all I know is he got out. So now we got two outs. Now the boom comes to bat. For those of you guys that are new to me and my world, my son, he is a baseball fanatic. He loves it, loves it. It is his passion. It is his jam. It is his thing, honey, okay? He loves, love, love baseball. And so uh, he does amazingly well at it. He has an amazing eye for the ball. He's fast. He can field. He can catch. He's very, very versatile, okay? He can pitch. And, and I'm not just saying it because it's my son. Uh, he literally batted 500 last season, okay? So – that those are his stats. So, so his name, his nickname is the Boom. We call him the Boom because when the Boom get up the plate, baby, he gonna hit that ball and it's gonna boom hit the you know hit the outfield somewhere or a drive line drive right. And these kids can't catch that ball moving this fast sometimes. So the Boom gets up to bat. We got two outs. Let's talk about a little pressure. He knows the game of baseball. Now is he an expert? No. Okay, he's eight, but but he knows enough about the game to know that he's got two outs. He knows that this is pretty much the last inning because the time on the clock is going down. He knows he's got three men on base. He knows we're down one run. All we need is for him to hit that ball, and the coach is going to run in that second baseman and that third, uh, not second, but the, the runner on second and the runner on third. If just I can hit this ball out into this outfield line drive, anything, right? Side gets up to bat. First pitch. Ball. Fantastic. Everybody's screaming, good eye, Jay, good eye, right? It was a decent pitch, but it was was still a ball. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Second pitch. Second pitch, it was a good, good, good pitch. Josiah didn't swing. Now we got one ball, we got one strike. The pressure's mounting. I know my child. He takes a step off the he takes a step out of the box. He swings the bat a couple times. I tell him, take a deep breath, Jay. You were hitter. You got this. Eye on the ball. Everybody's rooting for him in the stands. One ball, one strike. He gets back into the batter's box. He takes his position. Pitch comes. Ball. Two balls, one strike. Takes a deep breath. I see his shoulder. Great. He's ready. He's in position. The pitch comes. Ball goes over his head. Fantastic. We got three balls, one strike. Josiah's now thinking in his mind, I know, he's like, he's going to walk me because he's watched this pitcher walk three other kids, okay? So I say to him, you're a hitter. If it's take the good ones, take the good ones. You know how to choose. Take the good ones. That's all he got. Take the good ones, Jay. Swing at the good ones. So the boy, the pitcher, the pitcher pitches the ball. It was a decent pitch. Josiah swings, but he misses. 
We've got three balls. We've got two strikes. The count is 3-2. He takes a step out of the batter's box. You got this, Jay. Let's go, boom. Let's go, boom. You got this. You got this. He steps back in the batter's box. Pitcher throws the ball. Ball is over Josiah's head. Whatever reason, I don't know, Josiah swings at this ball. Strike three. Three outs. Game over. We lose. I see the total disappointment in my child's face. Usually, even if he, even if he strikes out, you know, baseball, even if he strikes out, he still usually, you know, jogs back to the dugout, right? He might be a little disappointed, he might be a little sad, you know, but we have these conversations all the time about, hey, your favorite player, Acuna, does he strike out? Yes. Okay. So major league players strike out. You know, Freddie Freeman used to play for the Braves. Now he plays for the Dodgers. I said, let me ask you something. Are there times that Freddie Freeman gets up to that bat and, and, the, and the pitcher strikes him out? He said, yes. Yeah. Okay. I said, what about Ozzy Albies? These are Braves players, right? What about Ozzy Albies? Does he ever strike out? Yes. Okay. So he understands this part. So his life isn't over if he strikes out. But last night, Three men on base, two, two outs. He is one of the better players on the team. He knows everybody was counting on him. He was counting on him. And when he, when he swung at that ball and he realized it was too high, his whole demeanor as he walked to the dugout was in complete and utter disappointment. But he has to learn. So he gets to the dugout. They call the game. The two teams line up. They got to do their whole, you know, uh, touch each other hand thing or whatever. The other team is screaming and hollering. They're excited, of course. Our team is a little down. There were some mistakes in the game. There was, there was a point in the game where Josiah, made a, he ran in from third to home. He slid uh, at home. The, the, the back catcher who was at home, uh, Josiah touched the plate. He slid under the guy. He touched the plate before the boy even caught the ball, but the ref didn't call it earlier in the game. So he was disappointed because of that. He knew that was a run. We all knew that was a run. But Blue, Blue played us. <laughs> blue played us. And so it, it, it happened. So he remembers that play of the game too. So the children do their little circle up with the coach that they always do. Whoever the snacks, uh, whoever the parent is that was assigned to snacks, they pass out the snacks. The coach gives a couple of words of encouragement, reminds everybody of the schedule coming up. We got another game here on, on, on Saturday. And, um, you know, pretty much let's the, let the boys go. We get in the car. Or we're walking to the, to the car. And as we're talking, I asked him, I said, did you feel any pressure? He said, no, I don't feel any pressure. I said, well, let me rephrase. I said, do you know what kind of pressure mommy's talking about? Do you know what I mean when I say pressure? He said, no. I said, pressure is when, when, you're, when, you're, when, you're, 
getting ready to do something, and, and you know everyone's counting on you, and you're putting a lot of um, stress on yourself to make something happen. You know that you've got to make something happen. Something has to be done. If, it's, uh, if it is to be, Jim Rohn says, it's up to me. When, when you feel like if it is to be, it's up to me, and, and sometimes your back is against the wall, and, and you really have to make, make something happen, you have to make a play, sometimes you can make mistakes, you feel undue pressure. I said, so did you feel any pressure? He said, oh, yeah, I did. I did feel a lot of pressure. I said, let me tell you something. I said, you did amazing. I said, but let me be honest with you. I said, I'm your mother, and I know you know this game. I said, I, I don't know what made you swing at that ball, Jay. I said, you know that ball was too high. I said, I, do you feel like it was pressure? He said, yeah. He said, because I just wanted to swing and maybe I would have said exactly. I said, so you, you took a chance, which I am not mad at. You took a chance to swing even though you knew it was not in the box because in your mind it would be better to hit that ball than to not hit the ball, and then, you know, it's, some, it's a strike anyway, but you were going to give it all you got. I said, I appreciate you, and I love you, and you're amazing. I said, great job, boy. Great job, bro. I said, you did awesome. I said, just remember, though, keep your eye on the ball. I said, only swing at the good ones. I said, because had you not swung, that ball was so far over your head to side, he was going to walk you, and then it's three men on base, he was going to give up a run because it was going to force the person at third base to get to home. You would have tied it up, and then you would have had three men on base again, possibly, unless second base and third base both ran in. If second and third ran in, we win the game. If only third base runs in, you at least make it to first. We got first, second, and third, and you were – the, the lineup of the batting, he was batting first. So the, the next little boy that comes up to bat is really good too. I said, so you had a hitter behind you. Now, I know at the time it's up to you because we already got two outs. I said, so let me ask you, did you know your count? He said, no, I know my count. That's the, the, the umpire supposed to know the count. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, when you're in school, and you get grades on your test and, and, or your, your schoolwork, and you go over your schoolwork, and if you notice that the teacher marked an answer wrong when it was actually correct, whose responsibility is it to go over the work to make sure everything is done right? He said, me. I said, exactly. I said, you're the player. You're at bat. You got to know your own count. You got to know your own count. Trust me. The, the parents in the stands, we know the count. I said, you can see the scoreboard, Jay. You see the scoreboard. You saw the count, 3-2. Okay? So what we can't do, though, is make excuses. We can't make excuses. We made a mistake. It's okay. We're going to live. It's not the end of the world. But lesson learned. What did you learn? He said, I got to know my count. Exactly. I said, with three balls and two strikes, baby, I said, you wait for the good one. Worst-case scenario, you know what I'm saying, you swing, you miss, but don't just swing at any old random old piece of ball that throw. You don't do that. You don't do that. I very rarely have seen you do that. That's how I know it's pressure. So we get in the car, we come home, he gets in the shower, he's crying. I'm in my bathroom tying up my hair. I hear him crying. I don't go in there. I just let him be. I hear him. He gets out. He comes in the bathroom. 
And, I mean, the tears are pouring. I said, Jay, what's wrong? He was like, it's all my fault. I lost, I missed the ball. I, I swung at the ball, and I made everybody lose. I made everybody lose, he said. So I go, I put the toilet seat down, I sit down on the toilet seat, I pull him close, sit him on my lap. I said, let me explain something to you. I said, look at mommy. I said, you didn't make everybody lose. You didn't make everybody lose. I said, the same way you can't make everybody win, you can't make everybody lose. I said, there were mistakes throughout the whole entire game, babe. There were some walks. There were some missed, um, some missed runs. There were a few bad calls in, in other areas. I said, when you got to the plate, two other kids had already struck out. I said, maybe it was them. I said, you can't just look at it all on you. Collectively, as a team, the performance was a little down. But you can't take on all that responsibility. It was not your job to make everybody win. It's everybody's job to do their best. I said, do you feel you did your best like the four agreements? He said, yes. I said, then, son. I said, hold your head up. I said, let's wipe these tears. I got some tissue. I said, let's wipe these tears. I said, I understand it hurts. I said, but it's because you know that you are a really good player and you felt like everybody was counting on you to make it happen. I said, and listen, Saya, sometimes you're going to make game-winning plays and sometimes you're not, bro. Sometimes you're going to lose. Sometimes everybody's going to be counting on you, and it's not going to pan out. But you've got to learn how to handle the pressure. You've got to learn how to be okay with what it is. All I can ask of you is that you do your best. That's it. I can't ask you to be nobody else. I can't ask you to do miraculous playmaking type of, of, of play, all I can ask Josiah Mize is to, to do his best. I said, now, if you tell me you believe you did your best, I'm comfortable with that, and I can go to sleep at night, and we don't get nothing else about it because it's fine. It, it, ain't, it doesn't matter. It's over. It's done. I said, so repeat after me. Say, I did my best. He said, I did my best. I said, it's, say, it's a team sport. He said, it's a team sport. And I said, now let's just keep it 100. I said, Did you, were you the person that gave up uh, four runs? He said, no, it's okay. I said, no, we're not going to blame it. But what I'm saying is you have to look at, you have to assess the whole situation. You could look at any one of these situations and be like, oh, that thing, this is the thing that caused us to lose. Oh, that is the thing that caused us to lose. Or collectively, all these things caused us to lose. But for you to isolate and single yourself out as if you were the person pitching, as if you were the person pitching to yourself, batting, as if you were the, a one-man show, it's unfair to do that to yourself. It's undue stress and pressure. I said, I need you to hold your head up. I need you to understand that the pros strike out. I want you to understand that sometimes the Braves lose. I want you to understand that sometimes the Mets lose. I want you to understand that sometimes 
the, the team goes into the dugout happy, and sometimes the team goes into the dugout and they have that down. But, Josiah, as much baseball as you watch, I want you to also watch how your favorite players respond when they lose. I want you to get on YouTube the way that you do, and you watch all of these baseball games. I want you to watch some of the games that the Braves or the Mets, which is his favorite two teams, watch when they lose. How do the players respond? How do they move around when they get to the dugout? When they do the conference after, how do they communicate to the media? What kind of words do they speak? How do they project about their team and, and their, their effort and who did this and who did that? They don't ever blame anybody on their team. They collectively understand that we may have made a, a, you know, a group of mistakes, a plethora of mistakes, that as you add up each, each mistake, it's leading further and further down the road to a loss. Have you seen miracles take place? Yes, but every game ain't going to be a miracle, baby. Tears have dried up by this point. He's hugging me tight around my neck. He says, listen, as I'm talking, I'm hugging him. And I said, you're the best lugger I know. You're the best lugger I know. I said, and still to this day, it don't matter. You're going you're gonna to win some. You're going to lose some. But you're the best lugger I know. So let's, let's get this together. Go ahead and get in the bed. And tomorrow's a new day. He went on ahead and got in the bed. The boy was sleeping about 30 seconds. <laughs> I took the time to write a little note. I'm going to take a picture of the note, and I'm going to put it in the chat. I'm going to put it in the chat um, so that you guys can see it. Because I gave it to him. Um, I put it on the side of the bed so that he could see it. Um, I put it on the side of the bed, but then I took it into the bathroom this morning uh, or this, this a.m. when he got to um, get ready to brush his teeth and stuff so that he could see it. And he grabs it and he brings it to me and he doesn't say anything, but he just gives me a hug. I said, I love you, bro. I said, this don't stop no show. This don't stop no show. And he got in the car, we got in the car, we drove on to school, had a great old drive, and that was that. The note says to Josiah, you are the best, all caps best, two little lines underneath it, you are the best baseball player I know. Keep up the great work, Slugger. It has a happy face. It says love you, but it says mommy, and it has a heart. Pressure. Pressure at eight years old playing sports. If he's going to be good, he got to deal with pressure. If he's going to be great, he got to deal with pressure. He got to know how to lose. He got to know how to win. He got to know how to win if he helps the team win. He got to know how to lose if he helps the team lose. Pressure. If he's going to be great, He's got to learn to deal with pressure. He's got to learn to control his emotions. I've, I teach him all the time. Ogmandino, one of the 12 scrolls, says, I am master of my emotions. 
I've taught him that. I said, Josiah, you have to be master of your what? He said, my emotions. I said, exactly. So when you're out there on that plate, this applies to everything. This applies to everything. It's not just pressure when mommy's getting on to you because you're not listening. It's not just uh, controlling your emotions when you and your friends are doing something y'all ain't got no business doing and y'all get in trouble. It's not just controlling your emotions when you're in school and, you know, whatever's going on at school. It's not just controlling your emotions when you're at the baseball field. It's not just controlling emotions in any particular place. It's controlling your emotions at all times. I will be master of my emotions, master. So what does that have to do with you? You're up at the plate right now. Metaphorically, you are at the plate. In your life, the count may be a 3-2 count. You got three balls, you got two strikes. And you got to make something happen. You don't really got a lot of time to be playing around. The pitch is about to come. You don't got a lot of time to be asking no questions and can't somebody show you something. No, you're at the plate. The game is in play. Training season is over. You should have trained at practice, but you didn't come to practice, did you? Because you were too busy doing this and too busy doing that. And, oh, you wanted the recording. And, oh, you missed it. And, oh, and, oh, and, oh, and, oh, and I can't find it. And, oh, I this and that. And I got this to do. And I got you missed it. But it's funny how life doesn't stop because you missed the training, the practice. You still got to show up at that bat. Now, you had a 3-2 count. You under pressure. What are you going to do? You might as well swing, because at least swinging shows you in the game. You just going to sit back and let the ball just get thrown at you? Yeah, it's a possibility the ball could, could hit you. Yeah, it's a possibility this, it's a possibility that. It's also something that you can't control, which is you swinging. I'm going to suggest you swing because this is life we're talking about. I'm going to suggest you swing. You 40 years old? You 35? You 50? You need to swing. What are you waiting on? What are you sitting back expecting to happen? You want a miracle to happen? What are you expecting? Jesus to come down from the sky? And, and literally, uh, you know, walk you to first base? That's what you think is going to happen without you even swinging? You're going to beg? Or you're going to get your head in that game? You're going to get your batter stance up? And you're going to keep your eye on that ball? Because I'm telling you, life will throw, throw you some curveballs. Life will throw you some change-ups. Life will throw you some fastballs. And you don't always know which one is coming. So you got to keep your eye on the ball. And you got to be ready at all times. Something in baseball is baseball ready. Let's go, boys. Baseball ready. Why do you say, or why do baseball parents, then, of course, moving into the, the, the higher levels, why do you say baseball ready? Why are there songs called baseball ready? 
Because you got to be ready. You don't know where the ball is going to go. You don't know where the pitcher going to throw it. You don't know where the hitter is going to hit it. So whether you are left field, center field, right field, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, pitcher, you don't know where that ball is going. So we need all players in the field baseball ready. Constantly saying, let's go, pandas, baseball ready. So I want you to hear me saying your name. Let's go, Tracy, baseball ready. Let's go, insert your name, baseball ready. The ball is coming. We don't know where. Be ready so you don't have to get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Stay ready. Bend your knees. Glove down. Baseball ready. Light on your feet. Agile. Be able to move left and right, front and back. Keep the ball in the glove. Throw with accuracy. Have good baseball IQ. Know where your runners are at all times, what base you should be throwing the ball to. You got to know the game so that you can play with speed and efficiency. So you can't play with speed if you're constantly questioning every freaking thing. Well, what do I say? Well, what do I do? Well, what? well when are you going to practice it? When are you going to get in the mirror and practice it, saying it over and over and over? You're not going to do that? Okay, great. Well, then when the game comes and you're moving too slow, you're going to lose because you're just too slow. And then the coach is going to say, man, what is going on? Why are you going so slow? They're going to sit your butt down in the dugout because this is a fast-moving game of life, ladies and gentlemen. And either you're going to sit there in the dugout and just get what life gives you or you're going to get your butt out there on that plate and you're going to take that first base. You're going to take that double. By the way, Josiah got the first run of the game. Had to remind him of that. Who got the first run of the game, bro? I said, you hit that ball, you ran a double. You got a double, bro. You hit. He didn't walk you. First run of the game. Yeah, they, they you know, they, they sneaked you on that, on that second run. You slid in the home, but it's okay. But you, are, you do way more good than you do your mistakes, way more good plays than you do mistakes. And that's okay. That's what I want to leave with you today. I need you to have way more good plays than you do mistakes. Right now, some people have way more mistakes than they have good plays, and then you're lazy and then you don't want to practice how to get better. You just want to hope and pray something miraculous is going to happen. And what I'm saying is success is something that you must go after. It is not something that just, you know, kicks you, taps you on the shoulder, and, and just drops in your lap like a, a baby and hugs you around your neck and say, yeah, we, it's me and you forever. No. Sounds good. Nice Disney story. Not facts, though. Baseball ready, family. Under pressure, control your emotions. Control your emotions and swing at the good ones.
I hope that you enjoyed this episode here on, on today. I also hope that you were able to pick up something that I put down for you. I put down quite a few gems, I know. I hope it added value to your life today. I hope it makes you a better person today than you were before you got here, just a little bit, incrementally, that you thought about something. You have a light, bulb, a light bulb moment. You say, aha, I get it. A little bit of a shift, the butterfly effect, one millimeter in change, just one millimeter in change can, can completely change the whole trajectory of your outcome. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Mind Your Business podcast. We do this call every single Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where you can come, ladies and gentlemen, as entrepreneurs to get your daily dose of mindset, of marketing, and, of course, money. Uh, I am your host, Tracy Walker, and uh, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on uh, any or all of your major live streaming platforms such as um, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, iTunes, um, Spotify, those great places. Feel free to also join my special VIP podcast list. Just text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Again, text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. And before you hang up, I want to make sure you head over to my website, www.winwithtracy.com, because we win us over here. Sometimes we lose, but we are winners. We have a winning mindset, okay? So www.winwithtracy.com. Get your hands on my free video, Saving Money is Dumb, okay? If you want to see exactly why you should stop saving your money and start doing what smart people are doing instead. I've also got an amazing workshop that we put together for you. It's called Money in Minutes. If you'd like to learn how to trade, invest, and grow your own money, we've put together the Money in Minutes workshop where we break down specifically how you can use certain applications, like literally apps, to just copy and paste with a simple one-tap trading technology that will allow you to make money in the financial markets in minutes. In other words, using an app to grow your money. Check out the Money in Minutes workshop. It is there for you as well. And ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure sharing with you here on today's Mind Your Business podcast. I will see you tomorrow, same time, same line, and uh, make it a fantastic and phenomenal rest of your day. Bye for now.